Hello and welcome to the Evolve Pipedrive podcast, where we talk all things Pipedrive, sales, apps and Pipedrive marketplace. My name is Bruce Bignall, I'm the sales director here at Evolve. It's my great pleasure today to be welcomed and joined by Brian Vanderoy, the head of marketing at Webinar Geek. Now Webinar Geek is a webinar platform that allows you to connect um, or host your own webinars and send leads from your webinars directly to Pipedrive based on registration or viewing behavior. I'm really looking forward to, to this conversation. We've, we've had um, some good chats over the last couple of weeks or so. Um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Brian for a couple of reasons. One, his experience as a growth hacker. Now, this might mean a whole load of gobbledygook uh, to a lot of people sometimes, but in Brian's case, he really has experience growing startups and products and bringing them from an idea to reality with his time uh, at the digital product studio, Liters, where he spent four years. He's now the Webinar Geeks uh, at Webinar Geek leading their marketing charge. And he joined Webinar Geek in mid-2020 uh, during the pandemic. I think it was in August time. Um, and he has been involved in the company's unsurprising growth over the over the last two years, um, which has seen employee count growth over 192%. Um, so there's been a lot of growth over at Webinar Geek. Uh, and also, Webinar Geek is on the Pipedrive marketplace. I'm ready for you to try out. There'll be links in the descriptions uh, below here. So, Brian, welcome. Um, please can you introduce yourself um, and Webinar Geek to our audience. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, and thanks for having me, of course. Well, now, my name is Brian, and it was a very big uh, introduction indeed. <laughs> uh, head of marketing at this moment, indeed, at Webinar Geek after quite some uh, um, crazy years at, um, at Webinar Geek. Uh, at this moment, responsible for the for the for the marketing team, all the content that we are making, the website and uh, the webinars that we are hosting ourselves as well. Uh, that in short, um, at this moment we are in the phase of really like growing from startup to more of a like an adult company, where all of a sudden people need to do tasks and we have to like um, uh, get our uh, goals and stuff uh, and that's what I'm trying to do with my team uh, to really uh, like uh, have to focus on uh, on on the main goal that we have just growing uh, especially globally uh, and that's why I'm so happy uh, that you uh, invited me for this uh, uh, talk of course so that we uh, get a little bit more like uh, out there what webinar geek is and uh, how it can help you and especially also of course in combination with uh, with pipe drive yeah yeah, so that combination with pipe drive, I think we'll touch upon um, towards the end of this conversation, right? Because I think you yeah. you guys actually have a pretty close relationship, um, or know the software pretty well. Um, so, as I said to you, Brian, like a lot of our listeners are already on pipe drive, uh, or they're considering the switch. So they're either business owners, you know, sales leaders, and things like this. Um, so I think wherever you are, um, I think they're going to get quite a lot of information from this chat. Um, obviously, with you introducing what webinar geek does and how it integrates with Pipedrive. So you mentioned a couple of times there about your your team at Webinar Geek. So I've got a couple of questions around that. Uh, Webinar Geek, how, how long has it been running and you know what's the kind of the scale of the, of the company now? Yeah, uh, so it was founded in 2015. Um, uh, so we are out there already for quite, a, quite some time. Um, the, like that, these, the first couple of years, um, we were very much based in the Netherlands and we only had Dutch customers. It was uh, in the beginning of 2020, uh, that we were like more like growing towards Europe at least. 
Um, and it was just on the edge of the pandemic, just a weekend before the pandemic started, that we launched our um, website for like the, our English website so that people from all over the world all over Europe could at least create an account. Back then we were not available worldwide yet. That was in September, 2020. Uh, but yeah, we have been growing immensely, especially uh, during that famous weekend where all the like countries went in lockdown, we saw our numbers going sky high. And uh, that that is of course, that, that sounds like a great success. And of course it was a great success, mm. but what you shouldn't forget is, of course, that all of a sudden you also need to support these people. We had and we still have, and that was something that we are very proud of, uh, a live chat for whoever you are. Uh, and with a response time of under the three minutes. Uh, and we, will want, we wanted to keep that as it is. We don't, didn't want to drop our support because it was... Wait, it was like uh, uh, around 10 times busier than usual. Uh, so during that time, it didn't matter if you were a developer, a marketeer, a salesman, or someone from support, you we were all chatting. Yeah, exactly. Because there was only one thing that was really like important to us. And that is like, un like helping customers to understand how to use webinar software. But that was also like us from us. That was our part in the pandemic. Uh, to help people get online again. And uh, where, uh, of course, events, offline events were canceled, people needed to switch within like weeks to a digital solution, uh, which is, of course, Webinar Geek and still is. Mm -hmm. And now we are, of course, living in a world we learned from the pandemic and we still see that a lot of uh, uh, people are working from home or have a hybrid uh, solution. Uh, and yeah, from uh, all the size, uh, doesn't matter if you are, a host or slash presenter or participant uh, that people really like got familiar with webinars and uh, yeah it, it has so many benefits of course uh, compared to uh, uh, to offline events that it will not uh, that it will not like just like fade away again <laughs> no I, I you know the 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 industry's been um, exposed to, to what webinars can bring to an online event as well that you know we're recording this um in april 2022 i just had to check that, <laughs> that what what year it was then um <laughs> the but there's brighton seo going on in in the town just down yeah. the road from me you can hear the seagulls in the background so that that's a you know a predominantly in-person event but they, they've now got you know webinars and the all things digitally being hosted as well so it just it adds to the, the flavor of these events of people that can't travel um but I just want to say, what does a typical webinar geek customer look like, and has that changed, or did it change in twenty twenty, and how is it continuing to change? Yeah, yeah. Well, we saw that. Um, it's a, it's a very funny funny question. It, it is like we are focusing, and I think the, the most on the small medium enterprises. Um, but especially during the pandemic, we had um, all of a sudden a, a huge group of yoga instructors. Wow, okay. of all kinds of people who were so interested in webinar geek because they could actually like uh continue their classes during with with, with webinar yeah. uh so yeah that's one of the funny examples but what we are really focusing on is more like the the usual um uh like uh customer that we have is really a small enterprise a small medium enterprise and i think that is also why it is Great that we now have an integration with Pipedrive because they have more or less the same target audience uh, that they are trying to help. Uh, we, of course, also have enterprise plans, like more for corporates, uh, but it is especially the, the company with 50-plus uh, uh, employees 
uh, who uh, uh, who are using webinar software in general. So, so, so what what industries that that you see are using webinars and then have been yeah. using it well? Yeah, apart that's from, a... apart from the yoga instructors. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but what we see especially is that um, whenever you create, whenever someone creates a trial account at Webinar Geek, we are asking them a, a couple of questions. One of the questions is like. Uh, of course, in which industry are you working for, uh, are you working in? Uh, but also, what is the purpose of your webinar? And most of them is uh, trainings and um, uh, education. Uh, so that's also more or less the answer already. Uh, we see a lot of um, people com- coming from the education industry, healthcare industry, also very, very popular, and online media. Uh, so that is... Uh, uh, SaaS companies, uh, IT companies, uh, these kind of uh, bigger companies. Mm. Um, and in our case, since we are GDPR compliant, uh, also uh, quite some uh, government, um, especially in the EU. Mm. Um, if you're using any other webinar software, uh, then you really need to have like strict legal, going through strict legal pro- procedures. Uh, well, for for us, it is a bit easier since we are completely compliant with the, with the GDPR. So, so would that be a, a kind of a key differentiator? Like, for, so why, why do oh, yeah. people choose web, Webinar Geek? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, uh, like I said, since September 2020, uh, we um, uh, are also available in the US. Uh, people sometimes still have the idea that in the US it is different. Eh? People mm. are a bit like lazy with... Uh, privacy from like the data privacy and stuff but we see also there that especially bigger companies and and, and organizations like uh, universities and hospitals who who find it like almost like a, a requirement to like work with then a company that at least takes care of their data yeah, yeah so it's, be... it's definitely one of the usps yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's much more conscious you know what what's happening to, to people's data now yeah exactly yeah yeah so in terms of obviously webinar geek you've been there i guess just over 2 years now obviously new new role with the head of marketing but you know obviously went in as and from the growth side um what's what's changed in in from webinar geek's 5 year to the last 2 years how how have the web how have webinars how people embraced it and yeah, how webinars change over the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, I think that whenever you ask someone, uh, what is the first thing that you have in your mind when you are, when I say the word webinar, then people see that's like video screen, like a a webcam video screen with a PowerPoint presentation or at least slides. Uh, That is what we call the traditional setting. Um, uh, If you're lucky with the right webinar software that you have to side, side by side, uh, view so that you see the presenter and the uh, PowerPoint. Uh, one of the things that we see that is happening is that um, that is really traditional, and uh, you should see a webinar as a, as an online stage, and mm. you can build whatever you want. Uh, we started with table talks uh, last year, last like beginning of last year, and that really like felt as a much more easier going way of hosting a webinar than just like talking straight to the camera and knowing that also your presentation is there and just like going down through the, the through the bullet list that you have there and explaining here and there all of this so what i see as well uh, with other companies is that it is not anymore that traditional webinar setting that they are using they are getting a bit more creative with the stage that you have so mm. um 
Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that you can put a couch there instead of like always a table. Uh, you can have maybe multiple guests around the table and just like host it as a as a, as a talk show. Mm -hmm. um, that that way people are trying to trying to like experiment with that. Uh, and another thing that's uh, changed, I think, the couple, last couple of years, and I think especially last year, is that people are like repurposing their content more and more, mm -hmm. which means that uh, first a webinar was like a one-time event. It happened at that moment. You had to be there. And if you were lucky, then you also got a recording. But one thing is for sure, people expect a recording right now. So if you're not, if you're hosting webinars at this moment and uh, uh, you're not sending recordings, then probably pe a lot of people are like, then will forget you or will not be there because they don't, don't even have time to be there. They just expect a recording in exchange for their email address, for example. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that's really changed is also the uh, idea of on-demand webinars. So people just record something. It is that one moment live. And after that, it is on demand. Uh, we have a, a, also a, a nice uh, feature for that. We call it webinar channel. You can compare it a little bit with a, a YouTube channel uh, where you just have like all your upcoming and on-demand webinars and people can just uh, uh, subscribe for whatever they want. Uh, it might be indeed the upcoming webinars, like being somewhere in the future or the on-demand webinars that they can see right now. And that also makes it a bit more interesting and effective especially for marketeers to host webinars uh, because where normally everything happened in those like 40 minutes, that's when uh, that's where you had, you had to give, give everything. Um, uh, and if the amount of uh, attendees was lower than you expected, then it, it felt a bit as a as bummer. Uh, but now it doesn't matter anymore because people can just watch it whenever they want. If you yeah. convert it to an uh, on-demand webinar and and you will still like gain the, the the results, the data from that person. You will still get your message across to the person, just not on that moment. And yeah, does it really matter? Yeah. So that's that's a very good point. So you know the the definition of a webinar. To, when you when you said what do you what do you see as a webinar? And I exactly saw what you you know you, like the PowerPoint with the the face in the corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was also kind of it was seen as an event. And what yeah. is an event? So you have you, you so as a, I'm now going to talk about as a salesperson, and and we can maybe talk about how salespeople and marketing can work together here. But any event, I always as a salesperson, I would think you had your pre work. So can I book any meetings beforehand? Mm -hmm. who, who do I want to meet before this this um, the pre work? Right. Yeah. And then have you the, the day? So you might who the meetings on the day? Any other individuals you can bump into there then you've yeah. got your post work so the follow-ups the you know nice to meet use the um let's get that demo booked in or let's close this piece of work so you've kind of got three touch points there yeah. with a webinar it was always the same thing right so you had your pre-work to get as many people to sign up as you can 40 <laughs> percent of people turn up and then you you do a follow-up afterwards right and so you yeah. might have a cta in this new world you're saying actually that one piece of content that can keep rolling. So then people that couldn't turn up, yes, you can resend it to them. So make sure that's in your workflow. Or you can have that same piece of content go out in four weeks time. Um, and if someone engages to it again, great. And they can you can put them through a different workflow. But how is, how is that changing with the marketing team and sales team? 
Yeah. yeah. What's that kind of relationship? Yeah, there's indeed, like, if you're not, like, looking at a webinar anymore as a one-time event, then it all of a sudden also becomes much easier to host a webinar uh, so that you can host a webinar every week, which might sound, like, very strange. Host a webinar every week? That sounds like a lot of work. But it's just, like, like 30 minutes talking maybe to your colleague of, like, talking, like, to each other like we are doing right now yeah. uh, and just, like, streaming that somewhere on the channel and if you put it indeed online uh, you can um, uh, repurpose it by creating an on-demand creating an on-demand video so that people can watch it whenever they want but you also immediately have content that you can spread over your social media channels especially for the marketeers it is super easy like every webinar recorded with every webinar hosted by webinar geek is automatically recorded mm-hmm. um you can download the recording and with like the the this most like simplest and easiest video editor you can just cut things like uh, that were the most interesting and like spread that uh, throughout your social platforms or maybe even uh, send it in an email or whatever mm-hmm. um and this also helps the salespeople again to like keep that sales workflow or funnel whatever you have or however you call it uh to keep it flowing so it is not that one moment anymore it's just like constantly there and it will uh, uh, uh like give you more and more leads and instead of like 200 leads at this, at that moment that's that single moment when you had that event it can be maybe 10 leads every day yeah. but then for the rest of the year instead of like that one time event uh, of 200 quarter. leads or, yeah i say or quarter indeed yeah so, so I don't want to get too meta, but what does the future look like here? Right. So when I say meta, I I, I could foresee it as that there's there's something that works very well with video, and we've got very used to it. I was talking to someone the other day on a on a podcast, I think it was, or, um, and we we don't ever actually get to look at each other in the eyes. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a disconnect, right? So yeah. What, what does the future look like for Webinar Geek? We don't have to get down the meta, but, but from team expansion features, what, what comes next? Um, yeah, well, I, I think that uh, as what we are now focusing on very much is just really building new features, uh, a, a lot of them. Uh, but I think that if it comes to the feature, the, the, the future of, of webinars, uh, it is especially the fact that um, we see that more and more organizations are becoming less of a human it is you're buying from a from a website without mm. interacting with anyone uh that's what shopping does of course as well whenever you want to buy shoes then you don't go to a shop anymore but you just like go to any shoe um a web shop and you buy shoes don't tell uh, my wife i've just bought some new training <laughs> um but what you actually want is like to still like buy it from someone and the nice thing with webinars is of course that you can as a as a salesman uh reach out to a bigger audience uh all at once uh they can watch that webinar wherever they are whenever they are or whenever they want um and you really build like a, a trust and a relationship with that customer uh, I think that is something, especially now, like after the pandemic, uh, we want to be like in touch with people again. That's one thing. So I, I think that also the amount of offline events will uh, uh, go back to like normal-ish. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, webinars on the side instead of like replacing webinars again, how it's, how we first replaced offline events again. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so you will have those offline events, especially for the B2B sector. Um, uh, but that will just still like be 
once in a, in a quarter because you you have to uh, rent out a, uh, a venue you have to yeah. like do so many things that you're not going to do that every month all of a sudden because the pandemic ended. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's going to cost quite quite some, and uh, like apart from the energy and time. Uh, and that's like with, with webinars, you will see that it will be more and more just the case that you will host webinars every month. Um, and, and again, that it doesn't need to be a webinar from like from an hour. It can also just, also just be a half an hour, just a quick chat. I, I was just thinking, how, how do you internally define a webinar? Is it... <laughs> Yeah, this, uh... have you got a definition for webinar? Yeah, well, yeah, we we uh, we looked it up <laughs> in the, the dictionary. Now, yeah, it is. Uh, it comes from the word seminar. Yeah, um, oh, so, and so it's is just it like web seminar. Some... Yeah. So, but and that's also the things that the like what what we have been well not really struggling with, but uh, it has so many names because we can call it a webinar. You can also call it a, a workshop or a masterclass. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or e-college, what we sometimes see, or like, yeah, you, you name it. And it's, as yeah. long as it isn't like a recording uh, from someone online, like giving you probably some knowledge. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter if you call it a masterclass or indeed a webinar or an online seminar. We sometimes also see that one still. Um, for, for us, it is really like becoming, like showing who you, who you are, building that, a uh, relationship with a customer and then on a, on a bigger scale and, and super easy. That is what would be a webinar, I think, for us. Um, um, and what we also want for in the future is that we are really sticking to webinar software. We see other competitors uh, um, also creating video conferencing software. We, we are definitely choosing to stick with that webinar software. And for us, webinar software also means uh, you will have a couple of presenters, uh, but not the, the whole audience. Yeah. Uh, and the participants are like looking like you're uh, looking at the stage and like uh, are not chatting with the presenters on the stage. Yeah. They are sitting there and, and watching uh, and they can still interact. Uh, we all have uh, different uh, in, the, in the webinar software and that's the same in, I think, many different webinar softwares. We have a chat box, of course. You have interactions so that you can answer very easily uh, questions from the from the audience. Uh, so, so there is still like this kind of interaction, but especially that a group of professionals are telling their story, transferring their knowledge, or maybe even educating the the audience. Um, and the audience itself is not visible. Mm. Is muted or like cannot make any sounds also to make sure of course that uh, whenever you have a recording that not all of a sudden someone's dog is barking and yeah. um uh, your recording is uh, gone to waste yeah i'm not saying too <laughs> no she's been very good today um, okay great so that, that that's, that's a really nice kind of overview of, of webinar geek and the, and the future what what's about with pipe drive right Cause you mentioned um the the ongoing webinars that you might record once and then run monthly yep. and about having these leads drop in you know 10 a day or five a day whatever it might be what, what what's the, your experience between the two systems um webinar geek and pipe drive yeah this is a good question i think that the first thing is like since we are focusing more or less on the same type of customer, I see that um, the, the systems 
both work more or less the same. We are both browser-based. Everything can be done in, in the browser. Uh, but also the, the easiness of customizing the, the software, um, either with Pipedrive or with Webinar Geek, is very easy and can be done in whatever way you want. Uh, so instead of having a, a big software platform where uh, certain things need to be set up by a professional, you can just do it yourself. It is that easy. That is like why you are uh, probably the marketeer who is tech savvy enough to just like discover it yourself or as maybe has, has that type of curiosity to say like, I want to do it myself. I don't want like a marketeer to another marketeer from an agency to set it up for, for me. I know my brand the best. I know exactly which colors I should use. Uh, I know how to like upload my own logo. Um, and I think with Pipedrive, that is more or less the same, is that you are in control. You don't need anyone else than yourself to uh, set up your own account and set it up in a way that it fits to your organization uh, to also make processes go a bit more smooth. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that Pipedrive is, is great in that, um, is that I give you so many like freedom in how to customize it in whatever way you want. Uh, is that, and that makes it easy to fit for every single company. And that's also what we are like as a one-liner having on our, uh, uh, one of our most important pages on the website is that, uh, webinar geek is a one size fits all platform. And I think that Pipedrive is the, uh, one size fits all, um, CRM platform, because it doesn't matter if you are, uh, self-employed or working in a well, bigger enterprise you can use Pipedrive any way you want. And and how do the, the, the cuz obviously there is an integration it, it's on the Pipedrive marketplace what yeah. how, how do they integrate together? Uh well like setting it up is quite easily you just have to like go to webinar geek um log in with your uh, uh, Pipedrive uh, login credentials. Yeah. Um what it does is that we are uh there are four triggers that you can choose from. It is a new subscriber uh, new viewer, and that is like someone who actually showed up at your uh, uh, webinar, yeah. a new paid subscriber, so someone who uh, also like paid for your webinar, and no viewer, so someone who did not show up to your webinar. Yeah. Um, those are the four triggers that you have. And the, the two events that we have at this moment is uh, create contact and uh, create or update deal, uh, which makes it possible that the moment that people are... Uh, uh, registering for the uh, for a webinar that like immediately that contact will flow through your pipe drive and be shown in your uh, contact list for example yeah. um, and that is the nice thing if you're working together between a marketing team and sales team is that uh, the marketing team sets up the webinars is maybe even hosting the webinars at least for, for us that is very often the case that's also the, the marketeers are the ones setting up the, the webinars and hosting the webinars yeah. um, and um sales team is getting the result of the webinars and the, the better the, the presentation and the uh, preparation, of course, from the marketing team, the more uh, uh, leads the sales, sales team will get. Nice. And what's the best way for people to find out about that integration? Uh, well, uh, the best way to we, find we, out... We can, we can record something after this and... Um... 
we can uh, yeah, so, so so you can, of course, um, uh, we have a recording from like the a demo, a small demo. Yeah. Uh, but the best way is to just uh, start your uh, Webinar Geek uh, plan in that case. And then you can go to, I think, your account settings, uh, integrations. And there you find, of course, the, the pipe drive integration that we have. Yeah. Uh, super easy to set up. Uh, and that is, uh, again, the I think the thing that we have in common with pipe drive is that... Um, uh, it is just like one click away. It's not, yeah. you don't have to, uh, th there's no co code involved at all. And yeah. it is literally like integrating within one click. That is, uh, I think, uh, the easiest. Yeah. And, and obviously from webinar, webinar key integrates with loads of different platforms. You know, I, sure. I, it's, yeah. it's not just yeah. pipe drivers there. Yeah, um, true indeed. Yeah, we have uh, all kinds of platforms. Uh, MailChimp is probably uh, very, um, uh, sounds very uh, familiar to most uh, listeners. Uh, yeah. Also, Zapier is, I think, one of the most popular uh, integrations. And uh, HubSpot is another one that's... Uh, um, with, and with HubSpot, we even have a two-way integration. So yeah. it can sync from Webinar Geek to HubSpot and the other way around. Uh, and and we have a couple of more uh, integrations, especially also with Zapier. I think that's when I started using PowerDrive, uh, one of the reasons to choose for PipeDrive is uh, because of their great uh, integration with Zapier, because in that way you could like integrate very easily with a Google Sheets, for example. Yes. Yeah, you can do, yeah, that, that again, it's a no-code option that just allows you to do yeah. more with, with um, yeah. Yeah. between the two systems. Okay, uh, thank you for that. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about your journey so far, right? So... <laughs> You joined this company, Webinar Geek, uh, mid-2020 in August during the pandemic. Um, I mean, how has that been? What's it like being involved in a company that's been scaling uh, as much as it has been? And I guess, are you, are you currently working remotely? Are you back in the office? What What's the... Yeah, uh, well, to uh, answer that uh, last uh, question very uh, easily, we, are, we have now a hybrid system, especially yeah. because we've grown so much that we actually do not fit all of us in the in one office. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to the office on, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and uh, for the rest of the days, I'm working from home. Yeah. Which is fine for me. It is especially that those days of working uh, uh, at the office is more like a social event than it is yeah. actually for working. Uh, but it was uh, indeed in uh, August. Uh, now, yeah, it was actually a bit before that. Uh, I think it was in uh, in May 2020. My son was just born. And uh, I got an, um, uh, a message from an uh, old colleague like, hey, we really need some help. Uh, company's growing, and uh, maybe you should have a chat with uh, with the CEO and with with the founder of Webinar Geek. Um, and, and I was just like, I was that type of dad who uh, was not expecting to not sleep for like nights. And uh, I, well, I, I mean, I am quite a, a good sleeper, but yeah, with baby next to you, a newborn baby, it was uh, not not that easy. But I was thinking, like, you know. Let's let's give it a try. I mean, webinar software that is the like uh, that's a growing business, right? Uh, yeah. So um, uh, so I called and went to on a uh, went to an uh, interview, and uh, well, very soon after that, you have of course summer vacation in between, and I started in uh, in in August, uh, and it was really like, um, uh, um, it almost feels like a, a group of friends who is like building great webinar software. Uh, and, and that makes it, I think, very cool to work at Webinar Geek is that uh, sometimes we still have like time to just 
play Mario Kart or table tennis yeah. for two hours. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, everyone has their responsibilities and you make mm -hmm. sure that your, your work is done. And I, that's, I think, the thing that I like a lot about Webinar Geek as an, as an employer. Uh, but we started very soon, like after uh, in August, the biggest wave uh, of like supporting, like the, that everyone was doing support was more or less over. So we had time again to uh, get back with the marketing team and start like actually doing marketing instead of handling uh, chat support. Uh, and that's so, because of the influx of just how many people were using. Yeah, them. yeah, exactly. And you could see, of course, also that uh, when the uh, second wave of the pandemic started, which was, I think, somewhere in November mm. uh, 2020-ish, I think somewhere there, or maybe January, uh, like by then we had quite a stable marketing team and a stable support team. So we could actually handle that wave much easier. We could still like do our marketing work without um, uh, like support being... Uh, having a response time of five minutes. Yeah. Uh, um, but the like, first thing that we, that we were doing is really like looking at the, uh, the expenses that we had at that moment and uh, seeing like where do we still have uh, opportunities to improve? What are the things that like the most, the, the biggest ish challenges that we have at this moment? And that's also where my growth hacking like uh, role came in. Is that I very easy, I work with the with the with the pirate funnel. Maybe you have ever heard of it. It is uh, it's like an, a customer journey method. Mm -hmm. It's called R, which stands for awareness, acquisition, activation, revenue, retention, and referral. And it more or less shows like the whole customer journey from like yeah. the moment that people see your logo for the first time uh, till the moment that they are an ambassador from your for your brand. Um, and I started with like putting all the like issues and like challenges like on that path. Mm -hmm. uh, and from there on, we just like started what's the most important? Where are people like stuck in the, in the flow, in the funnel that we, uh, that, that we created? Um, I started like making changes there. Uh, we, uh, one of the things that we see is that quite some people were having uh, a trouble with uh, uh, like starting their own uh, webinar. Uh, one of the things that like rolled out from there is that whenever you create a webinar account right now, then you don't need to create a webinar anymore. There is a webinar there already, like like with slides uh, ready to be hosted. Uh, of course, not slides from the company itself. That would be the uh, the dream, of course, uh, yeah. to immediately like uh, see what kind of company has been like registering on your uh, on your software and then like have a slide ready for them, but people can immediately see how it works to host a webinar without creating anything. Mm. Uh, just like fill in your email address, click on register account, and there you go. You are hosting a webinar. This is one of the things that we changed, uh, like as soon as possible took quite some time, of course, because that, that involves some development work. Um, and, and so on, we like continued also with. Uh, the part of retention, uh, a lot of people are still like seeing webinars as a one-time event. So mm -hmm. we uh, started uh, making it a bit more clear what you could do with webinars after that one-time event, how easy it is to convert a uh, live, live webinar to an on-demand webinar and so on. And I think it was uh, last year somewhere where we were also uh, officially thinking about expanding to the, to the US. Mm -hmm. 
maybe a good uh, uh, premiere in this podcast is that we are actually starting an office in New York uh, uh, around the summer. Yeah. Um, And uh, well, there was a colleague of mine who joined by then and he is the one who is going to be uh, the, the entrepreneur there, the, the driving, pioneer yeah, who was yeah. yeah, driving the, the sales there. Um, and it was also the, the moment to get to get a bit more of like a structure in the company. Who is responsible for yeah. team marketing? Who is responsible for the team in the, the US uh, very soon? And who's responsible for all the support, employees and the processes there? Yeah. And that is uh, the moment that I got picked as, uh, as, as head of marketing. And uh, well, here I am sitting right now. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, no, I, I love that kind of growth journey. You know, what you described as that kind of that family and everyone working where everyone's wearing yeah. all the different hats. Yes, you might have fun together, but everyone puts the work in together as well. Yeah, right? um, yeah. So that, yeah. I'm sure there are some late hours there. Um, but then you get to a certain stage. I'm sure it's Jim Collins, Good to Great, where he talks about, tw- I think it's 28 to 29 or 30 employees, where you basically need to start defining roles. And this is your yeah. your, your channel, what you're going to... So this yeah. is uh, your growth channel. This is your growth channel. This is your growth channel. Um, so then you start putting processes around that. You, you can't just be someone... That, that's involved in everything anymore that you have to kind of um, define no. define your roles there. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think also for us, the, um, uh, the, the challenge there is that we were growing so fast that where you normally hit indeed, uh, the, the, the moment that you have 30, uh, employees, then you start thinking about that. But the moment that we heard like the hit the number 30, it was like uh, two months later, it was already 35. Yeah. So yeah, it goes so fast. Yeah. that uh, you need to um, uh, execute and then plan <laughs> so that, that fast it goes, yeah. of course, which, which uh, is, I think, and, and I must say, like, for me personally, I, I love that chaos and I love to, like, bring some structure into that chaos. Uh, and that's why I think uh, Vermin Geek uh, fits me very, very well. Um, but you need to be able, of course, also to, to handle that. I mean, it's quite, uh, you need to, uh, also what we are asking for people who are, um, uh, applying for a job at Webinar Geek is like, can you handle the, the chaos, which sometimes like is still there, even though we are trying to build structure. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, 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 it's a startup, and you, yeah, I mean, there, there could be a whole nother conversation around the mentality of, of being in a startup, right? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, which is which isn't for everybody. Um, no, true, true. No, uh, but in terms of just kind of the final couple of kind of quick fire now, the quick fire questions, they can be long formed answers. Um, but in terms of webinar geek and pipe drive, what's the best use case that you've seen um, between the two? Yeah, uh, but I think the best uh, use case uh, uh, so far um, involves um, a lead funnel that like const- constantly like fills itself uh, by uh, it, it, like we, we we built this our 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 own. Um, uh, we have. Most of the webinars that we are hosting are webinars that we also convert to on-demand webinars, uh, which people can see whenever they want, like like I said before. And I think that is something that makes the, the sales team super happy. So how we are working as a, as a use, case, use case is that my marketing team is hosting the webinars, making sure that the webinars are there, doing the presentation, everything from A to C. And we are delivering leads to the sales team in, in the end or at least also information about maybe the leads that they are already working on. Uh, And the great thing about this, and that is, I think, also what I said before, is that it is not that one single moment that we are 
uh, hosting a webinar and as a day after we are ex expecting from the sales team to call 200 people that's yeah. that time that that is not there anymore they just like get a notification in uh, in their slack uh, channel uh, that someone subscribed for uh, a, a webinar and then 30 minutes after they just call them and ask them hey how was the webinar well yeah. that's i think a very personal approach which uh, surprises people like uh, in, a, in a positive way, by the way, yeah. and makes it like so much more human that all of a sudden you have someone calling with you who was actually maybe even presenting that webinar. Yeah. Uh, that that feels then all of a sudden like uh, that you have a that, that there is a connection between that lead and the company already. Yeah, I think that right. is one of the use cases that uh, that I should definitely uh, mention. Love that. And what about? I always like to ask this question about people getting started in webinars. So, you yeah. know, for um, top tips for getting started and a top tip to excel. So someone that wants to get more out of, of, of their webinar. Mm -hmm. Well, I think top tip to get started is especially uh, don't make it too hard for yourself. Small steps are like, yeah, you can better make like a couple of small steps than trying to like have one big step. Uh, what we often see is that if you want, really want to do it perfect, then you're not going to make it at, at, at all. So it mm -hmm. is uh, much better to just like uh, go out there, create an account, just host an, a webinar, see how it is. Because in the end, your first webinar is not going to be the best. Uh, that's the same, I think, for everything. Like the first time that you stepped on a, on a bike, it's not your most perfect like ride with the bike. And yeah. the first time that you start like uh, sat down in the car and started driving was also not the best one. Probably the last one that was quite perfect. Um, uh, so, and that is like what you have to see as when you're starting with webinars is there is an, a growth in there. And uh, like um, you really need to get used to the software, to the hardware, what people are expecting. So yeah, my tip would be just start as low key as possible uh, with a uh, minimal viable product uh, actually, uh, so that you can just test out the software, uh, see if if you like it, because that's, I think, very important. See if you are comfortable in front of the camera. Uh, you do not, of course, get any, like apart from the chats and the interactions, but you do not get any feedback from people sitting in your office room, of course, or whatever. Uh, that That is, I think, something new compared to the like old way of standing in front of a, a group. Um, and a tip for uh, like uh, growing with webinars is really like looking at that like at that webinar like part event as an more as an online stage and design it the way you want. So you can do it uh, like I said before with a table talk, uh, but get creative in there because that helps you with creating new concepts for different types of webinars. With, uh, which also like gives you the opportunity to maybe even categorize your webinars. Like, hey, today we have, uh, again, an, um, a table talk, which is about um, subject marketing. And uh, the other day we have more of a traditional webinar uh, set up with um, a, a demo video. And that makes it, in that case, you really make it more or less uh, like an, an own channel like really like a streaming channel yeah. um and, and yeah then in that case you're really like see the the growth in there as well with the amount of subscribers um or maybe by the way another good tip uh that i uh, have is that we are currently also using restream that mm -hmm. is an app that helps you um stream 
your webinar on multiple platforms like LinkedIn, like Facebook, like YouTube. Yeah. And that helps a lot as well, because uh, whenever you are online on one of these platforms, then that platform pushes you on top of everyone's news feed and it sends a notification to all the followers. So yeah, if you have quite some followers on one of the platforms, then uh, it might be uh, that you see, of uh, they, they will all get a notification and they have the time to, to watch your webinar. Yeah, that, that's a really good um, pro tip, actually. I, I, I first got introduced to Restream a, a few weeks back, actually. So yeah, yeah it's a yeah, yeah. very, very cool piece of kit. Yeah. Um, any pipe drive feature requests? Uh, more leads. <laughs> more leads. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, uh, so is that but, more handling of better functionality to handle leads? Is no, it... I, I think that uh, what would, would be nice, and I don't know if it is there already. So maybe um, maybe it is already there, but maybe in a bigger plan or whatever. Uh, you have, of course, with competitors of PipeDrive, the possibility to place a pixel somewhere on your website so that you can see what kind of companies came across your your website yeah, they've got they've got the web visitors so underneath ah, okay. the, in the lead booster yeah. um yeah so maybe if you up your up your plan there yeah well <laughs> the thing is that we have upgraded our plan uh, last <laughs> week and then uh, now like PipeDrive is completely in control uh, of the head of sales of webinar geek okay. uh, so maybe i should have a talk with him about uh, this uh, this particular part yeah uh, because th this is something that i think that i find very interesting as well is that in that case you could also uh, turn it around and uh, start uh, inviting these people to your webinars yeah. again so that that's, there is really a, like a, a great workflow yeah like a, yeah exactly um yeah because so through the prospector lead lead visitors see who they are through the prospector feature get the yeah. head or the md say great we know that your business is are you considering this service cool yeah and then put yeah. them through your channel there yeah there, there we go um well, well great but brian this is this has been a really fascinating conversation um i know this is your fa family day so i, I am super super <laughs> and thankful no for you to um and spend the time with me today was there anything in particular you wanted to cover before we signed off uh no yeah of course as marketeer the only thing that i could say to the audience is that if you uh, have the feeling that uh, hosting webinars uh, is something for you <laughs> then make sure to uh, create an um, a free trial account for 14 days yeah uh, no strings attached and that uh, you can find us on webinargeek.com perfect and i'll be sure to put any all of those links in the uh, all the links yeah <laughs> below here so on the part of marketplace and and the the 14 day free trial as well um well that's it for this week i hope you've enjoyed it i know i certainly enjoyed you know spending time with brian there um thank you for listening to evolve part Drive podcast um if you have enjoyed it and found some value um please consider liking subscribing and sharing with anyone that you think will find this useful appreciate it thank you brian thank you bye-bye cheers see ya